Welcome to another edition of the broadcast. Whoa. That was beautiful. I am Vicky Barcelona. <laughs> and with me as always is Ooh, Sarah. Oh, hey. Sarah, what's your contact info? Well, we have an Instagram. It's the broadcast 999. You can call or text us at 253-778-6029. Or you can email us at the broadcast 999 at gmail.com. And we, I believe we got a message on the Instagrams. On the Instagram, we did. This is from Tawanda. I hope I said that right. Hi, ladies. I was listening to the NPR show, The American Life. Here's a theory. Every seven years, married couples need to reassess if they want to stay married or if they want to stay in this marriage. So they need to get married again or get divorced. The host and my fiance disagree. They believe that the bonds of marriage with no escape clause are better for a long-term success for marriage. I, on the other hand, believe the push to reassess your marriage every seven years makes a marriage stronger. It makes you choose to stay knowing you have the freedom to leave. The guest had put up this theory, all marriages last seven years. What do you ladies think? Thanks. I feel like a lot of people who used to say, like, they don't do marriages like they used to back then, like, people don't stay together, and I think it's for two reasons. One, because, you know, not to get too old-timey but but back then women really didn't have the option to leave because they a lot of times were stay-at-home moms they didn't have a degree like back in like the 50s and stuff they had to just you know take care of the household and the children so if they left they would have no money there were no laws to really help them out um and no skills or anything so getting a job would be that much harder and they would get looked down upon in society so there's that stigma like i can't get divorced even though i hate my marriage i might hate my significant other but i have to stick through this and that's why they lasted until they they're 90 years old or something. Until they die. Until they die. Um, and so when divorce became a little easier to get, there was still that stigma, but it was a lot better for people because it got them out of very unhealthy relationships. Yeah. I feel the reason why there's probably a lot of divorce now is because I feel like there's a lot of divorce for your first marriage. I feel like a lot of people probably have like their second marriage and that's the one that's going to last or maybe third for some people. <laughs> but like, I feel it's a lot of people get married be- at a very young age just because it's so exciting. They get excited by the mar- like the wedding, not the marriage, right? Yeah. They want to, like my hubby, they want to be able to brag about it. It's like a weird Well, thing. and it used to be so, I mean, how old were your parents when they got married, you know? Uh, I think my mom was like 22. Exactly. My parents were a little older, but not by much, maybe yeah. 25. or Yeah, I my know dad had, was 25, I yeah, think. Yeah, they had my brother when... My mom was 27, you know, so yeah. it's like everything happened sooner right. in our lives. And for me, like growing up, I wanted to be married and have both of my kids before 30. And mm-hmm. then now growing up, you know, you kind of realize times are changing. People are kind of taking longer with that. Which I, I think it's it's partly, partially to do with like the economy and stuff. It's harder for us to like get, I mean, not me because I didn't go to college and have that debt, but trying to get out of your, you know, get out, you know, finish paying off your student loans, getting a job, getting situated takes a lot longer because things haven't really changed financially for a lot of people. Everything's getting more expensive. Basically. And they're not (laughs) raising our, uh, you know, they're not giving us more money kind of a situation. And I don't really think people really even put that into a, like a matter of fact Mm -hmm. back in the day, at least for my parents. I know Mm -hmm. they didn't. They weren't, they were not well off at all Mm -hmm. they were kind of on the more poor side and they still got married and even when they had kids they were my mom worked at a flower shop like Mm -hmm. on you know on the street so it was like we're more 
I don't know if it's practical or I feel like everyone kind of drills in the brain like you have to be financially ready and you have to whatever, you know. I think it's well, they also even if you aren't financially ready, they probably didn't have $60,000 of student loan debt hanging over their head. True. Trying to pay that and rent and all these other things. So financially, it's a lot harder definitely to do it at the same age. So in that sense, that has changed. So people, I think, also see saw their parents struggle. Like, I think your dad has talked about this on air, how he would just see his dad work at, I think, the sugar. Yeah, the sugar mill. The sugar mill and just be so miserable. But he, that was what you did. It was work. It, you didn't, it, didn't, it wasn't fun. You work because that's what you do. You work. Work to pay the doll, yeah. Uh-huh. And I feel like even looking at our parents, like seeing, like maybe maybe it's just me and you can give me your, your input because you, you're... Your dad didn't have the typical job that most dads have. Yeah. He had a very atypical, it's a very typical job. Um, but seeing my parents come to this country and bust their ass to do these jobs, and I see them, like, not really happy, you know, at their jobs, because it's, it's grueling, it's hard. As you get older, it's going to be harder on their bodies. So I feel like myself and a lot of other children of immigrants feel this obligation to succeed. Mm. You have to be better, whether it's go to school, get that degree, or just be way more successful than your parents because they made the sacrifice for you guys to have a better life and to do that exactly so you feel this urge and also like i want to one day be able to take care of them like i don't want you to have to work anymore mom like i want you to sit back and do what you want to do like if you want to get a job get a job if you want to just stay at home and garden and you know chill foster foster children (laughs) you know do that as like a thing like you know where you can give back if you will like i want you to be able to chill and do what makes you happy and not have to worry about a dime like that is my dream one day yeah, well, you hope they'll yeah. retire and be well off. Like, right. I mean, they're probably, I mean, they mm-hmm. still have like 10, 15 years yeah. from that. But you hope when they reach that age that they But I don't want them good. to ever worry about like, you know, if Anything. something were to happen, like it would take a big dip or chunk out of their retirement or something. Like I want them to be able to like, hey, you want to go on vacation? Like, okay, here, like. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like, I want to I want to be successful enough to where I can make that happen for them. Yeah. And I think that might be just a cultural thing as well. Well, I think that's like every like, of course, you would want to be able to take care of your parents, whether that's, you know, have them live with you when they get older and, you know, or put them in a retirement, a really nice retirement home. But like not even like when they're old, old, like where they can't take care of themselves anymore. Like if I could right now, like I want to like, hey, let me pay for everything. Let me take care of it. Like I'm a millionaire now. Like I want to do all these things. Like that is my dream. I keep telling you, get the OnlyFans going and you can soon probably. I know. I I just got it. I got the verification. I got the email that I am now officially like verified in the sense of like you have to show them your ID and a picture of you holding your ID and make sure you're a real person, not a bot. Okay. So I'm allowed to now have a fan page. So I've got to build it now. Thank God this has taken time. Right. It's been, it's not like it's been a crazy year or anything. (laughs) But going back to this person, how do you feel about the seven years kind of either deciding if you want to remarry your husband or Mm -hmm. divorce them? One, I think that'd be kind of a cute little, like, do a ceremony every seven years. I think that's a kind of a cute idea. Like, even if yeah, it's renew just you your vows kind of thing. Even if it's just the two of you doing it by yourselves, that's cool. But I truly, I think I, that it's a real thing because I think they've done studies on that. Like, monogamy isn't really the way we are meant to be. Like, you do fall in love and you go through, like, these really, like, I think it's called, like, limbrance where you're, you're, super infatuated you have the butterflies and stuff but that does oh, fade yeah. oh it feels so good it always fades and that's and that's not a bad thing that's just how we are designed i don't um, know if it always fades though i really don't mm. believe it always does i think uh, i mean it, there's always exceptions to and all my the parents, rules like definitely still like get butterflies and get excited mm. and like oh my god i really really like i can't wait to see your dad like you know yeah. like still have that like mm. wanting and 
companionship. But I, I feel like called. the best, I know it's kind of a weird situation, but I think one of the best things that happened was them moving to different states. Yeah. Because that does force you to really think like, hey, do I really want to be with this person? And then like making an effort to talk to them. And that kind of adds to it. Yeah. adds to the, ooh, you know, what is it? Distance makes the heart grow fonder yeah. or whatever the hell. Um, and then but, why, it's seven, every seven years, because something happens every seven years, right? I think they call it the seven year itch. Is that what it is? Okay. I think it's your feelings technically start to like, that's when they found studies have found that it's when it starts to kind of fade and seven years. Because I was like, why wouldn't it be like 10 years or five right. years? You know, seven no, is such they, a random number. Yeah, they did, I think, a study where they call it the seven year itch where it's just like oh, I don't really want to be married anymore and I feel like it's not it we change so much as human beings with within ourselves with our surroundings and everything so the person you like married you might be a different person in seven years okay so what if your husband mm-hmm. or okay boyfriend right mm-hmm. you guys are talking about getting married mm-hmm. and he said yes like I want to get married however every seven years we need to either re-get married or decide to get a divorce like mm-hmm. that was his thing mm-hmm. that's what he believes and wants to do i think would you it, be okay with that i think it's so because it's not an unrealistic thing because after spending that much time with somebody and sitting down and being like okay let's let's evaluate like and even like i'm not saying you're not going to talk about your relationship in the seven years up until that point but it's like okay what have we been through in the last seven years i think it's a, it's almost a very comforting like meditative moment like between the two of you if you get together and be like sir so let's pretend you and i've been together for seven years it's okay. like all right so we've been up through all these ups and downs in the last seven years. And you can like reminisce and be like, oh, but, you know, we went on this vacation. We got through, you know, this really difficult time in 2020. And like you're able to kind of reminisce and really reevaluate everything. And but that's not, it's not no, always going to be a no, happy, it's not like, gonna be. oh, remember that. It's going to be like, but, yeah, and, but remember that one time where you, I looked through your phone and I saw that really hot, you know? Well, like, for one, why are you looking through your significant other's phone? That's like a red flag Well, right I was there. just like looking at yeah. like to, because I was right. borrowing it to call someone and all right. of a sudden this text pops up and then there's this naked bitch. Like, you know, like then you <laughs> well, reminisce on really all the seven years. I feel like that probably you wouldn't get to the seven year mark if that happened and be like, okay, divorce right here and now. But <laughs> I think it also evaluate like it, it makes you sit and discuss that like why did that happen like yeah well hopefully that already had yeah like you but i feel like that wouldn't be a bad thing to bring up so let's say that happened two years before the five years mark you saw that happen you worked it out and everything and you can bring it back it's like so this happened we got through it this is how we got through it is there anything like let's say you know what i was just very i was feeling really lonely and disconnected from you sarah and that's why i had like Remember, I'm dating you in this scenario. Yeah, no, I know. Yes, okay, just making sure. <laughs> I was about, I immediately was like, you would never feel disconnected, Vicky. I would give you all the love and attention. <laughs> but just in the case of the scenario, it's like, you know what? I was feeling disconnected. I wasn't, I wasn't being truthful. And I'm pretending also that you would forgive me, that you are, mm, you would be. Okay. I feel like you would just set me on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm, I'm also scared. <laughs> you should be. Uh, but that idea of like, we were able to get past it. So why was that? Why did that even happen in the first place? Like how are like moving forward? Let's say we decide to move forward the next seven years. How can we prevent that from happening again? What are the steps that I can take so this doesn't happen or that you yeah. don't do something like let's say you were just like, you know what? I'm you know very depressed and I don't want to have sex with you. And it's like, OK, we're not having sex, Sarah. Like, and that's also like, hey, you know what? I need to be more open or I need to go do therapy. I think it's a nice way to sit there and discuss things within like what's been wrong what's been right in the relationship and same with like what's right with you what's wrong with you yeah and i feel like there's a negative connotation on divorce 
I feel like it's a sad thing. Like it sucks. Like divorce sucks. But it doesn't necessarily mean that a happy marriage is over. It just means that a bad one was. Yeah, it could be like a celebration. I love that people Mm -hmm. have divorce parties. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it technically is a failure. And we're still so like our society and stuff is still so against failing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it is a failed marriage. That's like Mm -hmm. what a divorce is. So that's why I feel like there is is still such a, you know, bad juju around it. And I mean, like. I don't think anybody wants a failed marriage. And I feel like it's just the way you look at it. I feel like if we are able as a society to change the way and not think of it as a failure, just like marriage isn't a game, isn't a um, a race or anything like that. So it's not like you win or you fail. Like when you die and you're still married that you win because what if one person dies in a bus accident tomorrow? You know, like that's yeah. how you win at marriage. You don't. So the idea of there being a failed marriage seems kind of weird if you think about it. But I mean, you win if you have like a su- 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 successful <laughs> marriage. A long, successful, loving marriage. But you I, know? Think, I think it could just, you could have, like I've seen people who are like, you know what? We are the best of friends and we care about each other deeply. We just realize we're not meant to be as a couple or we're growing into different directions. And I have friends that are like, you know what? I adore my ex-wife. She's awesome. She's a great human being. It's just we're not, you know what? Yeah. We, we didn't end up working out. And they're still, like that marriage ended up being a happy marriage. And it ended happily. So it didn't fail because everything, like it, the marriage lasted and was good for what it was. And then they moved on. Yeah, I mean, it's still a failed marriage. I mean, like the marriage yeah. itself, like it. Y'all could have been better off never getting married, you know? Maybe. Like, maybe sometimes you do need to, like, get married and learn the things you need to learn. Like, it's kind of like relationships when people say, I wish I never dated him. Because there's relationships that took me a long, long time to get over. Um, but I don't regret it. And if I can go back in time, I wouldn't, like, not do it. Like, if I could tell my, you know, 20 20- two-year-old self don't date this guy this guy's gonna break date your heart. that a-hole he's gonna break your heart you won't get over it for a few years but do it anyway but you need to because it it's just part of the the story if you will of your life it's part of the journey you kind of have to go through the bad stuff sometimes to kind of learn about yourself to learn about each other and if you can continue on for the next seven years like that's awesome it's crazy because when i first read this uh message i was kind of on the fence about it and i was very much like well that's interesting like Huh. Okay. I mean, seven years, that's like a, a chunk of time. You get to kind of see if you want to stay or not. And then when I was talking about it, like if I had given the scenario, like if my boyfriend gave the scenario that I gave to you, mm-hmm. I would be completely against, against it. Complete. Like I'm like, don't, I don't want anyone to marry me and I don't want anyone to like say I do if you're not right now, like going to be in it forever, mm-hmm. you know? And if there's like, and that's just kind of an out. I feel I do feel like, you know, you should have all of these conversations and like go through the hard times. If I see boobs on your phone or like if we're not mm-hmm. having sex because I'm depressed, you should deal with that no, in that time and mm-hmm. work through it and not. OK, well, seven years like, let you know, well, like, I don't I don't think it's necessarily they mean like you're going to hold on to all the problems and all the bad no, things I, until the seven year mark. But, but I don't think at seven years you should reflect on everything and bring up all the good stuff and all the bad stuff again be like yo dude that happened like five years ago like why are like no we got I don't know it. Facebook does it every every day it's like <laughs> this day five years ago like I'm not dating that damn person anymore I hate that bitch no but you, like it's interesting for me there's no I mean I feel the same way with or I did with prenups I was mm-hmm. very much like I never understood them and my dad is very adamant about getting me getting one mm-hmm. and I now get it because if 
something happens or if I marry and then some, my dad dies, like I would get whatever in his, in, is in his will. And if there's a prenup, then he, my husband can't steal it from me if he divorces me, right? right. So I get it now to cover his own ass. Mm-hmm. But for me, if like my family didn't have anything and I didn't have anything, I never understood getting one. Because I'm like, why? To me, that's just like, okay, we're going in this thinking that this is going to end. Like, why even go into it in the first place? You but know? it's kind of that thing too. Like, if you know it's not going to end then why are you worried about it? It's like, I remember I had an ex-boyfriend who, same one I might have talked about earlier. Uh, he, <laughs> the one that broke your heart? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was adamant, like, let's get married. Because that was his solution to around the time. So we broke up once. And I think it was like in August. Because I think I was technically single on my birthday. That was fun. <laughs> um, and we got back together at the beginning of September. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, we're not playing this Ross and Rachel crap. Oh, man, it's the most exhausting thing ever. And I'm like, this is the one time we're doing this. We're back together. If we break up again, it's for good. And that's what ended up happening. We broke up, I think, in October. And that was it. Okay, so that really didn't (laughs) last long. But, like, when we got back together, the day we got back together, he's like, let's just go get married so we'd be forced to solve our problems. And I'm just like, do you listen to yourself? Mind you, this is the same guy that got married a year after we broke up. I was going to say he probably got some bitch pregnant to just solve all the problems. No, he didn't get her her pregnant, uh, luckily enough for him. But he ended up getting proposed, like got engaged like three or four months after we broke up. And then got married within the year. And then within like two, three years, they ended up getting divorced. That could have been your future. Right. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, it's like, it's the logic of that is kind of the same with prenups. It's like, well... If you're going to be together, like, let's just get married. I'm like, well, that's no, if we're going to be together forever, why can't you just wait to get married? It's like, if you're going to be together forever, what does it matter if that's there or not? Wait, so are you for or against prenups? I'm, I'm totally for like, if that's like, I'm really indifferent. If like, if I, if I find a guy and he's like, Hey, let's get a prenup. I'm like, okay. And if he doesn't want a prenup, okay. Unless I win the lottery, then we'll maybe talk. See, <laughs> I was very like, I was obviously against it. And then. My dad was like, dude, no. And my dad is my dad, but like he's he's very smart when it comes very to that practical. crap. And he's very practical. And like, so he kind of told, and I was like, oh, damn. And so then I told my boyfriend, I'm like, yo, dude, like we're going to have to get a prenup. And he was just like, mm, okay, whatever. Like, what, like we can have one, we can not have one. <laughs> he was so just like, whatever, nonchalant about it. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause I kind of felt weird about being like, we, cause for me, it sounds like, why would why would we need one if we're going to stay together forever? Why would we get married if we're planning on staying? Why would, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. Because I, don't, I feel like you never know what life will, yeah, but will it's throw like, at you. If he was like, dude, I, that's very true. That's very, very true. You never know. And you, I mean, it could be my actions. It could be his actions. Right. But I think the whole seven year thing, like if you're going to plan on getting a divorce, you're not going to wait seven years, 14 years, 21 years. Look at that math I just did. I'm proud of you. <laughs> sometimes two, sometimes three. I don't know. It's weird that I had such an opinion on it after we started talking about it. So you're for it. I'm not for it. I feel like, I mean, if that's something they want to do, like, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, I mean, and if, you would if be I, totally okay if, if my significant other's like, let's do this. I'm like, okay. Yeah. The only way he was going to marry you if every seven years we can reevaluate. And I think it's nice because then you, you have two options. Like, it's like you're either going to get divorced or you're going to celebrate seven years of marriage and seven more years of marriage. Dude, what so, if it's like the middle ground and you're both like, I don't know. <laughs> you're like, I mean, I still love you, but like, I don't know. I probably could like other. Like, it's just so like, I feel just like mediocre. <laughs> I think there's people that like think that you're going to have butterflies 100% of the time for all the years. Because I mean, your parents have butterflies now, but I'm sure, certain that there was a chunk of time, oh, yeah. especially with kids involved. 
because I'm sure you were a delight. <laughs> Always a delight. <laughs> where it's super stressful and you're just super over it. Well, see, and that's where it's like the seven years thing. It can totally just give you mm. an easy out. Like, yeah, but there's probably greener grass on the other side. Like, there's I don't want to. Gonna be I don't want to stick this out anymore because I. It's just blase. But that's true whether or not you have that seven-year thing or not. You can be like, you know what? I don't want to stick around anymore. Yeah, but I think for you, for me, it would be more like we don't we're, we don't even have a discussion on seven years to get a divorce or not. Like we're going to just stick this through to see if it gets better. I feel like, you know, what I just I thought of is uh, having that seven-year mark. Let's say you have that moment where it's like super tough. Like you're, you have all the kids screaming. You and your husband are fighting. Money's tight because, you know, someone lost a job or whatever it may be. You have all COVID this stress. COVID happened. Right? <laughs> it's just all this stress and going on. You're like, oh, my God, you know, I don't feel connected to my partner. I don't even want to be married anymore. And you have this guilt of feeling that. You're like, I feel guilty and I feel bad for possibly wanting a divorce. And you, you some, some people, maybe not you necessarily because I don't think this would be you, but people would wait it out. They might stick around in a marriage that they shouldn't be in. Mm-hmm. Um. And so with the seven year thing, it's almost a sense of freedom. Like you don't have that guilt. You don't feel like you're going to this was a commitment you two made. So you're like, you know what? I think I do want a divorce. Like it's not coming out of nowhere. It's not going to surprise them. They're not. I mean, I mean, unless they're feeling the exact same way. But in Mm. my opinion, if you're having all of these feelings, no matter Mm. if it's close to the seven year, not like y'all should talk to each other. Right. And I'm certain I'm sure that's I mean, a healthy relationship. You need to be talking not just every seven years. But there is that nice. The guys would love that once every seven years we will talk about our feelings and our relationship. Every guy would be like, okay, I'm on board. I'm in. Deal. But I feel like there's that that feeling of the pressure's off. Like I don't feel like such a like horrible person because it's like, okay, you know what? We've gone through these things. You know, we had that tough time. You know, COVID hit. We were broke. The kids are freaking obnoxious. Like, I wanted to throw them out the window. I feel like if you're feeling that and he's not blindsided, he's feeling the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that would be like, you know what? We are both so tired. And that's when you can be like, let's, I mean, you should have been doing it beforehand. But you can, like, let's say, assume that that did happen. You did talk about it. And you worked on a plan to be like, yeah, that's how we were feeling. And I am really tired right now. But we took those steps. Like, you know what? Let's make time for ourselves. Let's do these. And we're working on it. You have a separate calendar, like counting down seven years. (laughs) (laughs) It's a seven year anniversary. (laughs) Yeah. And you just like explode with all of these emotions. Right. That would be. That would be something. Maybe then he'll be like, I'm so glad you want a divorce because I want one now after this conversation. (laughs) Don't poke the bear if you're not afraid. (laughs) I'm afraid. Then be freaked out. That's me. It's like, don't poke at me because I'm pretty like I'm pretty good at staying calm even in a difficult situation you are she is she's very good at that which is i am weird. not unless i'm drunk don't when i'm drunk i'm complete nonsense then you're like me yes when except i'm sober <laughs> except less angry more crying <laughs> girl i cry a lot too <laughs> yeah anywho still less angry <laughs> probably accurate <laughs> but I like I've had like same ex-boyfriend god he was a mess um and you'd still date him if you talked to your younger self just because I needed to realize this because at the time I was dating him I had about a year or so before I had broken up with a guy and he was so closed off from his emotions super like wall around his heart his soul his everything and so after we broke up I was like I'm so used to this that I kind of became him mm-hmm. I became very closed off from everyone foot out the door so I had a hard time. I didn't cry for like two years. Damn. Not even like by myself cry or anything. I cry every other day at least. Right. Um, so mind you, I was like 20, 21 or so. And then I met this guy who was 22. And we dated for a year. Um, 
but there were months like he he cried multiple times before I cried. This and new guy. This guy, yeah, the guy that broke my heart. Were you um, like, what the hell? Is I, going and I on? felt so bad that I couldn't cry too. And <laughs> you're so, like really trying. You're like, come I'm on, Vicky, like, cry, just, shed a tear for him, shed a tear. And I couldn't because I was that like just closed off. And then he kept poking. He's like, I want to see what's you know, I want, I want the real you. Come on, let it out, let it out. And then one day, <laughs> all of you came out. Oh, I cried for a whole day, and I couldn't stop. Like I would just start crying again. And they just unleashed all these emotions I didn't know I was holding back. Was he around for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Was he like, uh, oh, yeah. Because I was, stop now? I was like a total bitch up until that. I was just being, I was so bitchy. I was just not happy that day. And then it just all came out. And then you probably felt way better. Yeah. But kind then, of. kind of. <laughs> uh, and then he realized, like, oh, crap. You really, there was a reason that wall was up, that that dam was holding everything up. And then did you become like a crier and way more emotional ever since then? And and then he was like, oh man, let's stuff all these emotions back in you. Right. And then it's like, don't poke at the dam if you're not afraid. If, you know, be aware of floodgates when they open because they will come right out. And I'm glad that happened because I realized how much I was holding back. And that's not his responsibility. Like I was. He wanted to take care of me. He wanted to, like, fix me, if you will, mm. because all the pain or whatever that I had. We all have that one person that we want to fix. Right. <laughs> and, and it never works. And I was always the one fixing people. I was always taking care of everyone else. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So I was excited that somebody actually wanted to do that for me, like wanted to be that person for me. And when yeah. you realize that was a big task, and I mean, that's not his responsibility. And now that I'm older, I realize that. So I always had this... Like a lot of emotions came with a lot of baggage. Yeah. So I was very... I held a grudge for a long time. I'm like, you wanted to fix me. And then you felt like like that was too much work. And then you left. Yeah. So screw you. Even though technically I broke up with him. There was he, too much to fix, girl. Yeah. But it's like that wasn't his responsibility. And it took me years of self you know, evaluating and therapy and everything to realize, like, that's nobody's job to fix except my own. Well, in the long run, too, I mean, he helped jumpstart that process. Exactly. And that's why I don't regret it. Yeah. it's uh, I have a tattoo, technically, because of that. But because of him? No, because of what I learned. Oh, okay. Sorry. I take it's, back my bleh. Thank you. Well, it's <laughs> it says someone, and this this counts for a lot of different points in my life, not just that. But it's like someone I loved once gave me a box full of darkness. It took me years to understand that this, too, was a gift. Whoa, that is edgy. So the idea that you might have been giving all these bad things, like the negatives, that's why the whole seven-year thing doesn't worry me. It's like, okay, you know what? This, the divorce could be the, this box of darkness, this horrible thing that we're all looking at. But in one day, it will be a gift because either I learned something from this, I, you still had those amazing moments. Like, I, I, I still have moments where I remember like fun, like something will remind me I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to do this. And it was really fun. I don't See, want tra- to do it again. I'm trying to avoid that darkness. So I, mean, I just wouldn't get married. <laughs> that's just the natural thing. But like you kind of have to. I was afraid of kind of doing anything or like taking any risks or meeting people. I became really cynical after him and not wanting like to let anybody close to me again because I'm like, cool, I got close to somebody and it totally blew up in my face. And that's what I've been working on the last however many years of therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 10 years of your life. I don't know how much has been in therapy, but... Yeah, so... But that's basically my thought to it. That's a very positive attitude to... It's almost gross. The darkness. Yeah. Which is great. And that's why, like, the idea of divorce doesn't, like, doesn't worry me just because, like, it could fail. Like, it, it's a crapshoot. Like, you can go into it with the best intentions, 
But that's unless, true. unless you've mean, been with somebody for 20 years, even then, like even some people. Then, you're only half of a marriage. Like it's, it takes two to tango. So right. you have no control over the other person really at all. Exactly. So you, you don't know what is going to happen. Like what if, you know, you hear cases of people getting hit on the head and like they're, they're completely different after that. I know. I'm so sad. No, but I mean, like, I okay, maybe I'm basing this off of TV shows, but like, <laughs> probably, but like, they're, they're completely different, like whether, their like whether attitude, it's, and yeah, whether it's different things, like oh, I used to not like ketchup, and now I do, or something like that. Yeah. Like you change, like and all these teeny little things do build up who you are, and so with enough tiny things changing, you do become a different person, and it just happens. Oh man, it's not a bad thing. I think it's it's I disagree <laughs> i'm curious it's something that i never want i mean no, it, it, it I, might I, happen and it you know and if it does it does and don't don't get me I'll wrong i'll be a hot mess and i'll be in therapy and i'll cry every day instead of every other day like i do now yeah. and i mean it's not something that i'm gonna go into i'm like i hope we get divorced one day but i <laughs> i can't wait for our seven-year anniversary because i'm gonna dump your ass but it's it's nice to think that you know people back then couldn't uh get divorced or women who were like, I think it was... Yeah, it was, but now it's so easy. Yeah, exactly. It's so easy, which I feel like... It, it's a gift, in a way. It's, and I feel like it's some people's cop-out. It could be. It's so easy to get a divorce. You just sign up and you're like... Or serve someone, It's you know, rather than, like, putting in the hard, hard mm. work. It's like, mm, mm. but I have better boobs on my phone, so bye. Right, which... <laughs> if, you, you, if you marry a guy who's still got his Tinder on his profile, you're kind of the dumb one now. Hey, man. Pornhub, you know. I mean, Pornhub is a different thing. I mean, I don't know. Biggie B's got better boobs on her phone. Mm. Anyways, uh, but... I, that was a very interesting question. Yes. I really like it. If you guys have any other ones like that. And, but I want to hear what you guys think. Um, this isn't so much of a, do you agree with Sarah? Do you agree with Vicky? I'm like, I want to hear your thoughts on it in general. Yeah, because I wasn't, I didn't even have, I didn't even know what side I was on until I put myself in that situation mm-hmm. and just thought, wow, what if my boyfriend was like, hey, here you go. So think about that. Would you be okay if your significant other was like every seven years, mm-hmm. we're either getting married again or divorcing? <laughs> Yes. Heavy, but it was, it was very interesting. <laughs> it was, I liked it. Was, it. it was. All right. Well, guys, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.